0: Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. I am Jay Lewitt, And I'm Mark Hoffmeyer. And we host Deep Blue Sea, the podcast. On this episode, we're discussing Minute 160 of The Best Years of Our Lives. The minute starts with Fred's visions being interrupted and ends with Fred asking for a job. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. <laughs> what uh, you doing you
1: yeah, and they got "Hey Chum" and "Hey Bud," in
0: the... and a "Hey You." Oh yeah, what's worse? <laughs> the classic "Hey rank... You." That "Hey You" is is shouted. It's an angry <laughs> "Hey You." <laughs> got to shake for it out of that vision. And I like how he keeps his temper and just says "Chum" again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, rank uh, the three. Right, you are. You're in a plane. You're remembering. Your time in the war, and some guy comes up to you and and says one of those three things. What what, what would you want them ranked? Uh,
0: hey you is the worst. Hey yeah. hey you, it comes with a like an oi. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? here? get out of the way. That's you're you're interrupting somebody. You're obstructing someone's progress. If it's a like, hey you, bud and chum, bud and chum. They they're both they're both colloquial. They're both kind of friendly. I feel like chum sounds a bit sleazier, maybe like hey chum. I got some. You. You, you want to buy some death sticks, Hey chum? You want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> uh, <laughs> where, where is bud? Bud sounds more like a, a pal. Hey, pal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd say bud's the best, then chum, and then you is a long way behind them all.
1: Someone once emailed me and was like, "Hey bud, I'm looking for work. Can you get me some?" And I just was like, "No." no. <laughs> hey bud. I don't even know
0: you. Who is this?
1: Yeah, but see, I knew the guy, but and also when you, I love the How to Train Your Dragon franchise, and I think it's bonkers that they never won an Oscar for one of those movies. They're better than those Pixar flicks that they put out that you and I ranked on an episode of Movies on the flicks uh. But they're just so beautiful to look at. But I love and Jay Baruchel does a great job hiccuping, uh, hiccuping, voicing Hiccup, but he says "Hey Bud" a lot. Like "Hey Bud." What's up, bud?
0: Yeah, there's, so much buds. There's the, the dragon films, I, I like them fine, but they, they never really uh, found a home with me. Uh, I just, I, I can't get past the American kids and the Scottish parents. It's just, I don't, I, I, how, why, what, what? Well,
1: Baruchel's Canadian, so you better be careful there.
0: But, it, okay, but that's still North America. <laughs> uh, <laughs> saying Canadians are Americans is technically correct. <laughs> Ooh. It's North America. They're North Americans.
1: Yeah, there we go. There it is.
0: Yeah. I but, say it to but, their uh, face, but it's <laughs>
1: <laughs> Canadians you meet. Yeah. And that, but that guy has every right to be saying, "Hey, bud, hey, you." To the to yeah, someone that is playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's dangerous too because you're whacking those things. So who knows? You know, yeah.
0: maybe they smash the glass, and then you know, the dude dies. Fred gets smacked. That's it. Fred's in, he's in a he's in a deep trance. That thing can get melted to scrap with him inside it, and he might not notice.
1: You could get Toy Story three. There we You wouldn't even know. Yeah, that'd be a big lava pit.
0: <laughs> just a, a giant. That's how they do it. Just a giant vat. Uh, <laughs> well, it'll just descend down in a conveyor about All the planes.
1: A plane. Yeah, it's like, um, or it could be in Toy Story one with the um, toy hook. Or the hook just goes down, picks it up, and then plops it. Yeah. yeah
0: oh, yeah, the, the claw, the claw. Yeah,
1: the claw. Ah, the claw. And then just drops him. And that's the end of Fred.
0: That's the end of Fred. He's gone, yeah.
1: I gotta tell you, that would be an interesting ending. Like, what happened to Mark? Well, he was sitting in an old uh, aircraft, and a 10 foot tall hook grabbed him and took him on a, a conveyor belt and dropped him into a vat of molted... I don't know, lava. And then he was melted into cubes for recycling, or for prefabricated homes. So Mark is part of a home around here?
0: <laughs> yeah, like the guys that are buried in the, the Hoover Dam. <laughs> this is something that came up on, on Deep Blue Sea, where you wanted to get a shark. You wanted to get a tiger shark and keep it in your lounge. And I said, yeah. you shouldn't do it, because it'll eat you, and then it'll leave your wife having to explain that death to so many people, because it doesn't make sense. Have you ever seen the IT crowd, the British version?
1: I've watched... The first couple episodes, and I really liked it. Okay. But then I just, for some
0: reason, I couldn't move forward with it. Okay, there's one episode where Roy, uh, Chris O'Dowd, he starts dating a, a woman who has a tragic past because her parents died in a fire. And he he can't get past how this happened because it happened at a fictional version of SeaWorld, and it's at, at a, a, the sea lion exhibit where it's entirely concrete. And he, he just does some close encounters obsessing over how a fire could possibly happen at a sea world and I feel like that's what would happen if if you were <laughs> melted into a building so you're, you're like you would be dead your wife would move on potentially she'd be explaining this to somebody and they that person would obsess over this forever like well hang on hang on hang on Mark's a house I don't <laughs> understand <laughs> and she wouldn't want to bring it up It'd be too traumatic
1: <laughs> why do you keep bringing this up all the time I need to know he makes a mashed potato. Yeah, yeah, he thing does. Yeah. It. and he pours gravy on it.
0: <laughs> Just yeah, it's the it's the fun. it's a great you episode. See,
1: you see that skyscraper right there? Mark's in that. Well, like working? No, like he's somehow
0: part of the structure. <laughs> he's, he's all around us. What do you mean? Wait, what? <laughs> Everywhere I look, I see Mark. He's in the walls. He's in the roof. Someone's... I can't turn away from him.
1: The guys is putting some final touches on the like, whatever it is that they're building. And they see some hair like sticking out of a metal pole. I'm like, what is that?
0: Like, it's me. That's, that's Mark. We don't speak of it. <laughs> I haunt it. Yeah, you, you haunt it because it is you. Uh, so oh, we have man. a new we have a new actor. Oh man, us. we, we have people... dialogue. Dear God we have dialogue. It's been three minutes since we had dialogue. Uh, <laughs> we have things to discuss and we're talking about you being a house we have Mr. Bud we have Mr. Bud who is credited as I believe Salvage Foreman and the actor is Pat Flaherty, 206 acting credits to his name many uncredited because it's the 50s and beforehand, nothing <laughs> jumped out of me as being, like he's in My Man Godfrey, he's in the 30s version of Muti on the Bounty. he's a great, I don't remember him in them <laughs> um, I think he's more of a a bit day part player. guy. Yeah, day player. Yeah, we go.
1: There's something to be said about a good day player.
0: Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> he, he he's great in his role. He embodies it. You believe like he's got his hands on his hips. He's stern. Yeah, I I believe what he's saying.
1: The hands on hips is really good. I gotta say, he it, nails it,
0: that. Hands on hips with a pencil. I can go wrong. Whoa. You can stab yourself.
1: Yeah, I've seen it happen. Yeah. How'd you stab yourself? Well, I put my hands on my hips. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. You got it, but this is a happy ending for our our man here. This is neat. It's I, don't know, I know we're I'm jumping ahead, but they talk about it here. So Fred's gonna get a job.
0: Yeah, he's a good uh, job, and it's a job he hadn't thought possible. Like he he had, as we said yesterday, he'd seen himself like these planes. He's defunct. He's, there's no good for him anymore. But the planes are gonna be reused. They're gonna become housing. They're gonna be melted down for building prefabricated houses, which. Uh, for the most part, were for veterans, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. So he's going to be useful. We don't want to step on next week's uh, Minutes, guys, where they talk more about the skills and things involved. But yeah, it's it's a happy ending. I'm re- I found it's a really satisfying conclusion to Fred's story. And it, and it makes sense,
1: right? Because he understands the airplanes. And he's, uh, what are you good at? I'm good at learning. So yeah, it's just a nice, happy ending. He can stay around. He can stay local. And well, I yep. guess we can't give away any more
0: no if, there, if there's any any relationships he's formed any characters over the past 160 episodes maybe he can continue those who knows
1: do you think his parents will be happy do you think pat and hortense will be happy
0: i think they'll be overjoyed because it's what pat wanted pat wanted him to, to stay around and give it another shot yeah give it a give it a go give it a go take, yeah. take a swing take a s sw- yeah I mean, pat's gonna be overjoyed hortense will be happy i feel like as long as pat's happy hortense is happy how many cigarettes will
1: Pat smoke happily when he learns that Fred is staying around?
0: Well, I like to think he'll cut down on the cigarette smoking. This is before they knew that it was bad for you. So, yeah. uh, so he'll probably smoke lots, and then that will eventually be bad, be sad.
1: I mean, yeah, it's like, i you tired, smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Did you cut your leg? Smoke a cigarette. So you're tired Smoke you know? cigarette? You need you're to you're too awake?
0: Him? Smoke a cigarette. <laughs> you're halfway in between? Hey, smoke a cigarette.
1: Yeah, and people weren't going, like, it wasn't go get fresh air and smoke a cigarette. You just smoked inside. It's everywhere yeah, you, can't, you can't do that anymore Mm-mm. Oh, man. I'm, I just want a movie where we get to watch Fred work in machinery and taking down planes have you watched Prince Avalanche with Paul Rudd directed by David Gordon
0: Green I have not I, I know of it but I haven't seen it
1: it's just Paul Rudd painting highways
0: with Emil Hirsch
1: yeah and just, just yeah I want to see a movie with him taking planes apart I want to watch this movie It'd be great. do you think he'll I mean that okay they're clearing everything out for these homes that's going to teach him some solid skills i mean he could even go help build those homes
0: yeah i think on. that's what he's planning to do like f- first step is dismantle next step is assemble so yeah wow. i think that's, that's his progression and that's going to and then, then he... be skills he's learned that he can transfer elsewhere this is this is setting him up to work in construction
1: if he shows up to another interview after all this work and goes <laughs> yeah i just did all this whatever man. someone
0: told me what to do i just you know i just did it no, yeah. nothing so of you... any use here. Then well, he's on his own. That's zone four.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> lost cause at that point.
1: All right, Fred, you're done. You're done. You're cut off, Fred. No more of this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, once again though, it doesn't feel tacked on because they actually did that. So I read into it, and that was something that these planes were salvaged for other parts. Like they, there's a lot of them rusting around, like in Conair. Hey, we haven't even talked about Con Air yet. And that whole battle scene amongst all the
0: junkyard and planes. It's it's a sequel to this film, basically. The it? best, it's, it's best years of our lives two. Colon, wow, Connor. So you're wow. <laughs> so
1: that airfield became the junkyard where Cyrus the Virus corners all the police and murders them, but they're
0: saved by John Cusack. Yeah, they make that plan to box them in, to yeah, <laughs> take out yeah, the first and the, ba- and the last ones. Wow, what's that? It's a rock. <laughs> it's not part of the plan.
1: Cyrus the Virus built that little thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's running the, the show for a reason.
1: But he went through and picked out the perfect parts. <laughs> Do you think he had like a shopping cart, or did he act like Nick Cage and leaving Las Vegas and just grab things like the booze he was just grabbing?
0: I think, I think he, he had an idea in his head of what he was looking for and picked the closest things that resembled it. All
1: right. This is really off topic, but I got is it... this kind of relates to Al. <laughs> This relates to Alan his drinking, but in leaving Las Vegas, the Nick Cage Oscar winning film, he won best actor. Yeah, he there's a scene where he's going through a liquor store, just grabbing every type of bottle he wants so he can drink himself to death. But I read it. I read in an article that these alcohol like an, an alcoholic watched it And he's like, that's not what happens. He's like, they would just buy the same bottle because by the time you're at this point, you have your brand. So he wouldn't branch out and do that. I thought that was a pretty interesting argument about leaving Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, but then I, I don't think all alcoholics are the same.
1: Yeah, that's true. And it wouldn't make for a good visual, him loading Gilby's gin into a
0: cart. Yeah, I feel like so, some would have their brand and they'd stick with that. But it's I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that someone might try some other things, take a variety. You, that's that's uh, something that people pick up on the films all the time. Oh, that wouldn't happen. They wouldn't do it this way. But... As long as it's plausible, as long as it's plausible for one person to do it this way, then it's fine, because they, they're filming the one person. Yeah. That's
1: interesting. I just read that point, and it stuck out for me. And I know, like, a lot of these movies don't exist in our world. They exist somewhere else in that world where the movie takes place. So you can't apply our logic to it. So, yeah, that was a good point, Jay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And just yeah, just watching him blow Tito's into a cart would be boring. <laughs> it's just, just Mike's hard lemonade. Or, no, wait, what's the twisted tea? (laughs) That's going to be an old reference in 2021. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do not. What are the twisted tea? Oh, wow. So, there's this video out now in the States where there's this drunk guy at a gas station and he's just throwing out um, like racial slurs at this guy. And eventually, it leads to this point where the guy who's getting verbally abused, like, uh, just smashes the dude in the head with his can of twisted tea. (laughs) And then he just beats the living tar out of the kid. And, uh, yeah, so now Twisted Tea is everywhere. Like, people are doing Mark safe from Twisted Tea today. It's the best thing that could have happened to Twisted Tea.
0: That's yeah, for sure. I've never, never come across that. Yeah, you
1: know, when you're done, you, you've probably heard about that in 2021, but that's, uh, a weird. Thing. But, I mean, how did we get there? Where are we?
0: Uh, oh, let's oh, see. Man, We're man. on the airfield. Pat's getting a job. <laughs> um, Sorry, Fred, Fred's getting a job from Pat Flaherty, the uh, yeah, the, the the salvage foreman.
1: That's a big job, yeah. right? With the amount of airplanes.
0: Yeah, uh, I, do, nice I don't think he's ball. doing it on his own. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he, he's not Wally.
0: No, <laughs> no, that's that's that would be, be great. <laughs> I mean, how would, how would <laughs> Wally approach one of the planes? Because he can't fit the plane into his little compartment. Has he got a little little R two D two circular saw? He can. Hack off little bits and crunch them up at a time.
1: Can I ask you a stupid question?
0: Do, you, you never have
1: to ask Mark. How do Wally's trash skyscrapers stay standing during those windstorms?
0: It's a good question. Is it just something we shouldn't think about? No, I think we can we, we can think about it. I think some of them do topple over. There are some shots of uh, some that aren't standing anymore. Uh, they're pretty. They're pretty wide. They're pretty deep so he's got a good base on them but also perhaps we're not shown perhaps he does stick the little cubes together maybe he's got some kind of an oily gummy residue that he can use to uh, adhere the blocks to each other
1: and he oily gums it to the ground too yeah.
0: yes maybe interesting where is this oily i've never seen this oily gum that's why it's off... they they cut it out because it just it looks disgusting he's got a little appendage which is uh, unfortunately positioned to just make it look very rude, so they decided to cut it out of the original, out of the the final product.
1: Where does he get the materials for it?
0: Well, I mean, he's got he's got the whole leftovers of Earth to his uh, to his salvaging. Uh, he just fight. He I think he grinds up some kind of things into a paste. <laughs> How far <laughs> am I taking this? Uh, he hasn't got any like any plants to 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 make sap from. That's the problem. So he has to find anything that's kind of glue or tar based. To, to grind up
1: I guess he could melt the
0: asphalt he could melt the asphalt yeah he could melt some some of the plastics and of the uh, elastomers perhaps
1: he could drop airplanes with me in it in the lava
0: yep <laughs> we're mixing some things here but yes we could do that <laughs>
1: <laughs> but listen this movie ends it's, it's not a tacked on ending it feels right this is something that I think could happen people were looking for work he knew the planes. Once again, it's just an example of the nice organic writing of this film.
0: Yeah, it's it's a, it's a really good arc for Fred. He you know he had he came back thinking he was going to be some hotshot and get a great job, found there was no room for him, and then he found found room for him. He found a Fred shaped hole in the world.
1: Whoa, I like it. And just took him sauntering off, wanting to leave, and then he found it. Oh, yeah. Man. Fred, I'm happy for Fred.
0: And, this is yeah, good. His, his solution was. He he looks at planes as being the solution to every problem, and in his case, planes are the solution to his problem. So, Building homes. Yeah. Wow. What a good... It all comes around, doesn't it? It's great. It's it's fantastic writing.
1: And I'm just glad he didn't slug the foreman after he called them Hey You and <laughs> Hey Bud.
0: <laughs> that, would have been, that would have been bad. <laughs>
1: What's a nice way to say Hey You? How would you say Hey You? Hey You. Hey. Hey You. Hey You. Hey, you. <laughs> <Wait>. uh, <laughs> hey that's not a confrontation.
0: Yeah. Hey, hey you uh,
1: uh, What about what if you just went you?
0: No. <laughs> I think I, I think adding hey. the you is the problem. Just say I just say hey. Just say hi. Hey. Hello. <laughs> can like, can that I, could I help be you? be sarcastic? Yeah.
1: <laughs> can you hear me? Right? It's everyone alive out there. <laughs> this scream! I'm just gonna let that guy scream for an
0: hour. <laughs> I do I I like the the phrase I used to work in one of these as it being just like a, a, a normal place of work and not a not an airplane. Uh, that's a nice turn of phrase as well.
1: Wait, what happened?
0: When when he says the formula, I used to work in one of those. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, you know, it's you don't really think of of well, I don't really think of the military as being uh, where you go to work. It's it's not like a a vocation that I've considered to be a vocation. I don't know what, what I think of it as. Uh, really? uh, but just it's the fact that, hey, he used to be a bomber, so that that was his office. So, yeah, that makes sense.
1: It's a good line. I mean, you're there checking. You probably do the checks. You're probably doing the drills, how much flight time you have to do. So, yeah, it's kind of your, I worked on it. That was my job.
0: Yeah. And, That's uh, interesting. And the foreman calls it a crate. Look at these crates. We're breaking them up.
1: Oh, wow. And he gets very, I like how he gets annoyed when he's like, no, I'm not the trash man. We're sending these to prefab homes. He's kind of hell, insulted
0: by yeah, that. Hell, dare you call me a junk man
1: yeah he's like i'm like it's like a tow truck driver you just everyone gets it so he's like i'm not that you know we're creating these to prefect oh man and mark mark's part of it somewhere
0: in here <laughs> he's in this <there> somewhere, one <laughs> <laughs>
1: brother but no i think this is a fun way to end i mean over the course of what we've done we've seen fred get divorced we've seen him uh just want to run away i mean life is not too great for him his wife is with cliff and he's just down and out, and over the course of 10 minutes, he's going to get a nice job. So we, we leave on a happy note.
0: He's gone from being divorced to having a future. Yeah.
1: And he's got a nice dad and stepmom. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, I hope you all have uh, enjoyed hearing Minor Mark's takes on these 10 minutes of the best years of our lives. a film we have both seen one time, but we are both very grateful to have seen it. Yeah, thank you for this opportunity. This was fun. And, let's see, it's a Friday episode, so on Fridays we tell you that there are over 170 other Movies by Minutes podcasts available over at moviesbyminutes.com. And listeners, you should go and check out that site for more great podcasts dissecting films into tiny chunks, or slightly bigger chunks, if you're us. You can hear more of me and Mark talking about Deep Blue Sea over on Deep Blue Sea the podcast, which is available at all good podcasting places. And by this point we will probably have moved on to either Event Horizon the podcast or Conair the podcast, uh, potentially both, probably not both. Uh, we'll be on on one of those will be active, and the other one will be imminent when this comes out. To search for those, or find us Deep Blue Sea Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or email us Deep Blue Sea Pod at gmail.com And you can read more of my writing over at Life versus Film dot com, Life vs Film com, Or, I'm also the Shepherd of the Lamb, the large association of movie blogs, largeassmovieblogs.com, which is, as it sounds, a large collection of online movie blogs. We have a, a really nice community over there of people who like to write about films, podcasts about films. If you want to join that community, then come check us out. Mark, where can the listeners find more of your stuff?
1: Right behind them.
0: <laughs> Inside the buildings
1: that they are currently. or cars at the All right around, around them. them. Yeah, <laughs> All around. Uh, but yeah, I head to Movies, Films, and Flicks, Movies, Films, and FLIX. Uh, we have the podcast. We have the website. I also write for Rotten Tomatoes, so you can check out the Versus videos, the podcast, my articles there. And, I mean, this is 150 days into 2021, but I also write for Film Theorists on YouTube, so go check that out. Just type in Mark Hoffmeyer Film Theory. You'll be able to check out all my
0: work. But yeah, and also I'm right behind you. Uh, (laughs) and uh, the final guest of this project will be here next week which is Jeff and Chris from Jay and Silent Bob Minute. so they've got some fun episodes ahead of them so come back next week to listen to them Uh, but as for us we're done so I've been Jay Clure and I'm Mark Offlair and uh, you'll maybe never hear from us again who knows up our deck but she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on Taylor.